Clara? Yes? Hello, Clara? Who is this? I'm sure you know. It isn't... You're long lost. Alexander? Yes. Oh, my word, is it really you? It is. Oh, I nearly fainted, Alex. No, you didn't. How have you been? Good. I've been good. Where have you been? Here. Alex. Clara. It's been so long. Yes, it has. And you're... Well. Oh, I can't tell you how good it is to hear your voice again. And yours is still so inviting. Alexander. My long-lost Alexander. Would you mind the conversation, Clara? Would I mind? It's rather late, I know, but... No, no, heavens, no. I just cannot believe that after all this time. I, I totally apologize for the absence, but of course you know the reason. Of course you know. Yes, I know. The haunting. Is over? Is managed. Where have you been? Everywhere. Crossings by rail to every corner of this country, exploring, discovering, devouring life. There's so much I never knew. And now? Quite settled here in the Midwest. I sent you an invite to Adina's wedding. Yes. Here at my villa. I'd seen some photos. She is such a beauty. Yes, and living close. Nice for you. It is. And your son, Marco? In Europe, in the Middle East, traveling. A freelance photographer, if you can believe that. Do you worry about him? Uh, every day, but he's on a mission. Oh, as his father? I am, again. I would have attended the wedding, Alex, had we at least a few hours to resolve what we hadn't resolved in these ten years. I understand. Do you? Yes. And now? A conversation by phone is a good beginning. Yes, yes, I think so, too. <laughs> I cannot believe it's Alexander Lennon. And you, Clara. You're still in L.A.? I am. Still performing? Yes, yes, some, and producing now. And how is William? <laughs> still an adoring husband. <laughs> He's a lucky man. <laughs> Angelina? We're still married, believe it or not, and even better friends. Wonderful. She lives in New York, and I'm here in the Midwest. She's got quite a performance schedule, though, and New York accommodates her so much better. I am happy you stayed. Have you heard her latest recording? No. Oh, you have got to hear this. Listen, here, there's one song I must play for you. It, it so accounts for our lives. What is it? Remembrance. Swing Set by John Downey. i 
song is lovely. The words melt me. I've been thinking about you, Clara. And I thought what a perfect evening it was to have a conversation and a discussion of my latest story. I cannot tell you how I've longed to hear another story from you, Alex. I want to see you again. Yes. Yes, I can come right away. This spring? What? You can come for a visit in spring, right? Spring? Yes, just a few months of winter away. Um, but I could come now. In spring, I'll be hosting a gala, a fundraising event here at, at the villa. Uh, I see. You'd attend if I sent an invite, wouldn't you? Well, yes, of course. For now, Clara, we have a prelude to that visit. This is a good beginning. A fundraising event? For this film I, I want to produce. Oh, how wonderful. And I have a part for you. Oh, do you yes, now? <laughs> yes, of course. My return to acting will only happen if I play opposite the beautiful and always charming Clara <laughs> I'm flattered. Well, the purpose of the call was to talk about the story I stumbled upon. Perfect. I am anxious to lock down the script, cast it, find a crew to shoot this. But before I do, I wanted to hear your thoughts. Yes, yes, of course. Just like old times, Alex. Is this a good time, Clara? <laughs> After ten years, if it isn't, I certainly wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> good. Tell me of your story, darling. It's a curious little thing. I I've met this lad. Who? Montgomery. Montgomery, did you say? Yes. What a delightful name, Montgomery. <laughs> a young man? Twenty-something. Oh, to be twenty-something again. <laughs> How nice. A nice man, you said? Very much so. He's an artist, a, a poet. I found him at a cafe. He discovered my writings and past performances and requested that I mentor him. Oh, Professor Alexander Lennon takes <laughs> on a student. <laughs> well, I gave him one assignment for the summer to discover two characters and write about his encounters. And the characters? June, a lovely lady who's become his lover. And the other? Shaw. Montgomery and June. Yes, and Shaw. Oh, I love the names. It's like something from the 60s <laughs> with big hair and color. Exactly. I, I want to color this with a 60s style if I can. And they've become your film? Some of the film. Oh, give them beauty, Alexander. Mm. That has always been my goal in performance. Indeed. <laughs> New love is a good base for a story. Yes, but I must say he seemed awkward and clumsy with her. Shy? Yes. Oh. Shy is so cute. Yes, I think it is. And June, what was she like? A dancer. Wonderful. She was studying here at the university for the summer. How did they meet? Well, he attended one of her performances. Oh, how fun. So it's a true story? Yes, some from them and others from my wanderings. I am intrigued. And I want to use his voice and lay it over the top of what I produce. Perfect. Mm. One moment, Alex. Mm, what? I need something to drink. <laughs> some wine. I'm pouring some for myself as we speak. Vodka for me, please. Still your poison. My muse. Oh. Send me what you have so I can follow along. Yes, good. L let's do that. Are you still at the same address? Yes. Okay, here we go. Sent. Good. Let me check. I'd like you to be the voice of June. You never met her? Well, unfortunately, no. Montgomery wanted to talk, but we never found the time. And now? Discovery, my dear. Did you receive the script? Uh, yes. Yes, I have it. <laughs> Wonderful. And you'll read for June? <laughs> An audition? Of course not, but I would like to hear how her lines read. I can do that. What page? Let's start from page six. Page six. At the bottom? Yes, please. Mm. I wasn't sure about Montgomery. He was sweet. His smile melted me. His eyes seemed to penetrate 
We played. We walked, held hands, kissed, made love. And we became entangled inside the summer. The richness of our flesh, our touch, the scent and sounds in so many heated summer evenings. Yes, 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 Clara. Exactly June's voice. Exactly her spirit. <laughs> this is wonderful. I'm not quite seeing my part in your film, but I'm sure it's to come. This is only part of my film, a prelude, just as our phone conversation. I see. And through all this, you and I discuss yes. our crossings. Ours? Mine through the years, but some of yours, along with all the many characters I've met in 10 years of travel. You know, I was concerned when you pulled away, pulled out of our film, left us all in loss. Yes, I know. You'll tell me? I will. Good. Good. Then let's continue. I must admit, Montgomery, after our first date, it was a wonder we had a second. There was something about you, something I saw in those eyes that drew me back. So the two met at the cafe. They played with drinks in a sweet roll and fed the sparrows. So cute. See how they dance for their food? I'd love to see you dance naked for me, Montgomery. And instantly he became as shy as a church was. (laughs) Let's have a gallivant on the pier, Montgomery. They strolled hand in hand to the water, and after a time, he became lost in his words and thoughts of what he could become while she attempted a playful seduction. A seduction at sea? On the pier, at least. How did she seduce Montgomery? With her movement, her twists and turns around him all summer in every space. Ah, young love is so ideal. To the end. End? Read, if you will, Clara, at the top of page 77. Yes. There, in his bedroom, late in the night, she whispered in his ear. I must tell you, Montgomery, that I'm leaving for a few months. The summer sessions here were to give me instruction on how to teach dance. From here, I go to help some children in the Dominican Republic. I'll be teaching children who live in poverty the joy of dance. Oh, Alex, that is wonderful. Is that what happened to June? Exactly. How noble. After June's departure, Montgomery took to wandering the streets again. He wanted to find a mission of his own, a way to help someone, to step away from himself. He returned to the place of their first date, looking for something, someone he saw when he was there the time before. And? He found a homeless man. By the trains? Under the bridge, next to the tracks, by the river. Oh, my. He was slain in spirit, became completely void. I I talked with him weeks after the encounter, and he says he's found a new purpose in life. I'd love to meet him. Are you still his mentor? Yes, although I have to admit I've learned a great deal from him also. His experience was so similar to my own. How so? Well... After the breakdown, I became void of me, the, the wrong me. You, you know the one. Oh, the temperamental, high, strong Alex? And that's the fellow. <laughs> Not gone completely, I hope. Toned down a bit, but, but since I, I've been able to find the soul of those I meet, these encounters have become more real and meaningful. A cleaning. Exactly. How refreshing. So, what do you think of the story, my friend? <laughs> it's delightful. And haunting. And there's so much more I cannot wait to share with you. What happened to you, Alex? 
Oh, Clara. Somehow, things just got twisted up for me. How? Well, for some reason, I, I attach myself to the characters I found. Most of us do that in some way or another. But I seem to attach to the lonely ones, the wandering, wayward who have lost their way. Or found something different. In that difference, I found my breaking point. I came to see all the many suffering souls who do not have the common luxuries of life that we have, Clara. The millions in plight, poverty-ridden mothers, children aching for food or water, wars that end and, and begin again. And all the many years of heartbreak became overwhelming for my temperament. And I just, I, I could not handle the overload, and it busted me wide open. I wish you would have let me in. I wanted few to see that broken me. We all break. And the beauty of friendship is that we can help each other heal. I still have my moments. Oh, I'm sure you do. Well, like last night, I, I took the dogs for a walk in the backyard, and as dogs do, they became transfixed on a scent or something in the grass, and I pulled them away to find the head and front arm of a squirrel. No. And of course I became paralyzed with concern. I mean, how did this happen? Was it the act of another animal or some kid playing games with the poor thing? And, and how did it get in the yard? And why did I have to see it? And why did it paralyze me so? Nature needs to feed. Yes, yes, that's right. But then I take it further, Clara, and I think of the beheadings in the Middle East. And how is it on this very same planet that you and I know so well, something, someone could do something so chilling? We feel the same, Alexander. Yes, we do. But some do not. And that's what still brings me to loss. Or to find what you do find in that horror. What? You seem to have found what we all need to find, Alex. Another awareness. An understanding of darkness that can be lit by our voices and our stories. Our crossings. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, perhaps you're right. <laughs> I usually am. Well, now I've taken entirely too much of your time, Clara. Nonsense. This was only supposed to be a prelude. There'll be much more discovery to follow when you arrive in spring. Oh, I've enjoyed our conversation, Alexander. As I have, Clara. Please call again. I will. Before spring? Very well. Wait. What? Do you recall the last time I saw you? Of course I do. Your performances died in Sunday in the Park with George. <laughs> yes. You were brilliant. Oh, Alex. Can you? What? Sing? <laughs> Alex, really? Please. Look at what you want, not at who you are, not at what you'll be. Look at all the things you've done for me. Opened up my eyes, taught me how to see, notice every tree, understand the light. Wonderful. Oh, that's just wonderful. Good night, Clara, and thank you. Good night, Alexander, and you're welcome. <laughs>